Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks. And we are back with more of my manifesting stories, which I am super excited about. If you've been following me for a while, you likely, like a while, while, you likely know about my Jimmy Choo's. And if you are a little bit newer, you might not have heard this story yet. And this is just one of the stories that I is so, it's pivotal. It's such a good example. It's literally stepping in. Uh, to my future self. And so I am excited to share it today. I actually pulled up the original article that I read. And so I'm going to read it and then I'm going to do like a little post commentary about all of that and seeing that story, you know, four, four or five years later, it's four years later, um, just how it's evolved and what's happened. And so I'm excited to share that with you today. I'm also excited about, I've been working on all of the interviews of my clients and the lessons that they have to share with you through their stories. And I am just so excited to release all of those, you know, and I even have the ones that are now, I have two years of stories and we're going to wait and we're going to release when we have five years of their growth. And I'm just so excited because there's so much power in seeing what happens when you continually put this focus and this energy and you're just, you're marching forward in your growth and you're just choosing to move forward. So much awesomeness happens. And so I'm looking forward to sharing those stories with you and I'm looking forward to even seeing what evolves next in all those stories. And so that is super exciting for me. So stay tuned. We're actually going to start the year with two years of one of my clients. So uh, that'll be really fun to see the evolution of two years. And and then just so many more good stories that are being recorded right now and in learning and how, you know, when you're using the law of attraction or you're creating your own life, it gets, it just shifts and changes and things open up that sometimes you always wanted and a lot of times that you never saw coming, which is, going back to my Jimmy Choo's, really something that I never saw coming and yet was so pivotal and opening and, by the way, had a great return on the investment. So we're going to talk about my Jimmy Choo's. If you have not yet registered for Learn How to Manifest Money virtually live, live, virtual, I would encourage you to do that as um, the, you know, when you say yes, your energy gets put into the pot. Right. And so all of the inspiration that comes as I'm planning and thinking, it has your energy in that. And that matters because this is a co-creative process. While I have an outline, while I know what I'm going to teach you. And as I've said before, it's more than just teach you. We are going to do it because there is a difference between learning the law of attraction and what maybe you should do or you want to do or works or is a good technique and actually doing it and having someone there to guide you. And so we're, you're going to learn because you're going to learn how to do it, but you're going to learn hands-on. We're actually going to do it. It's not just me teaching you, this is what you need to do. We're going to do it 
I'm going to teach you why you're going to, you can leave, you will leave. We're going to create your own plan for 90 days. So if you want to come, you want to soak up how to do it. And then, you know, you want to go do it on your own for 90 days. That's awesome. Of course, there will be an opportunity uh, to jump into the Enchanted Circle if you want. Uh, But most importantly, you can come for the day and you can learn and you can create your own plan to go forward, to take forward into the world. And it uh, it's November 2nd. Um, this is 2020 when I'm recording. So it's November 2nd, 2020. Or November 1st, I'm sorry. It's this Sunday. It's my freedom anniversary. I celebrate two days of my freedom anniversary because there's like, there's that day that I left my job and then there's that first day of freedom. And I celebrate both because they really, they're both important and they're both significant and they're both powerful. And so it's November 1st, it's Sunday, and you can you can find out more just by going to CassieParks.com, C-A-S-S-I-E, Parks, P-A-R-K-S.com, and click on Learn How to Manifest Money Virtual Live. And right there are the details. There aren't a ton of details because here's the details. <laughs> you show up, we spend a day together, you, me, and other manifestors that want to manifest money. And we put our energy, our collective energy in doing it, in becoming it, in stepping into the process while learning why it works and why we want to do these things. And you're also going to learn why some of the things that you might have been doing haven't been working. And we will create a path to set you on that success um, for manifesting money and learning how to manifest money, which is so fun. And by the way, I'm going to talk about a more than a 10% return on manifesting money today with my Jimmy Choo's in a way that is not typical or you, you know, so often it's so fun. I was interviewing, I'll give you a little clip, but one of my clients yesterday and I had her tell this story, which I love this example. And it's very similar to the Jimmy's, um, just different. And so she was sitting there and she was like, oh, I should order groceries. And, you know, she had the order all done, Instacart, and she looked at the fee, you know, and plus the 20% tip, which I love that she was tipping 20% plus the Instacart fee. And she was like, am I really going to spend this money or I should just pack the kids up and go? And she said, no, like, I, that, that's crazy. Like, I'm going to take care of me. Like, they're kind of rambunctious and being kids, right? And taking them to the store might not be the funnest event. And so she said, no, I'm going to do it. And within five minutes of hitting that button and saying yes to ease, yes to taking care of herself, yes to making her life easy and feel good by saying yes to getting groceries delivered on Instacart and, by the way, helping someone else make a living, um, she got an Airbnb booking, which paid for her entire grocery bill, plus the 20% tip, plus the fee. And that is just so powerful. That return um, is amazing. And that's what happens when we start stepping in greater. And so when we're talking about manifesting money, it's not just, it's learning that whole process of how that all happens. And so we're going to set the foundation. Obviously, I can't teach you everything I know about manifesting money in one day because it has been a journey of years. And I can give you a really good start. We can create a lot of momentum and a lot of energy and you can create your own plan to go forward or, as I said, decide to hang around and do it with me. 
Um, but whatever, we're going to do it. We're going to create that energy. We're going to create that momentum so that you can open up to some of the, like I'm going to talk about the Jimmy Choo's today. And um, also the, you know, like my client saying yes to ease and, and grace in her life and manifesting money. So that's what's coming up. You can go to CassieParks.com and go to um, learn how to manifest money live virtually. And that's November 1st. All right, let's jump into the Jimmy Choo's because I love this story. It is one of my favorite experiences. Again, it's one of my favorite, like, this is my life and this is the journey of becoming. You know, I talk about stepping into your future self. And this is a way, so this is my fourth book. So um, this was in the process of stepping into my future self, right? I had started that future self work. I had been doing the workshop um, but I maybe only done it two or three times at this point for other people. And so that gives you a glimpse into where we were. This is at the beginning of 2016. And I had done my own work and I had been wanting to move into the four seasons. And I'm going to talk more about that in an upcoming episode, probably the next episode I'll talk about the journey and manifesting the four seasons and really how that opened up. And, but I, so I had been on the journey to that. I had done that work and I had gone to see a place at the four seasons. And at this moment, I can't remember if that's the place I ended up, that is not the place I ended up with because I ended up with a different one. Um, but I had gone, it was in the process of looking and because I wanted to live at the Four Seasons, which I'll get into. And it was, it was book launch time. It was time I was launching my, getting ready to launch my fourth book. And which is, um, in case, you know, you just want all the details, uh, Marketing to Serve, which I love that book. And, um, that book, yeah, it was that book as marketing to serve. And so I was getting ready for my red carpet book launch and, um, and, uh, I was super excited about that. And I was super excited about, you know, just the whole experience. And this was new. I believe this is the first where there was actually an in-person red carpet launch. And so I was super excited and I needed a dress. So when, after I got done looking at the four seasons, I said, all right, I'm going to go shopping. And I'm not a person um, this might change over time, but I don't know. I don't really love shopping. Like it's just never been my amazing thing, especially I think part of it is if you've listened to my story for very long, you know, I used to do it as a quick hit. It was a way to feel good in the moment, but it didn't feel good in the long term. And it, there was a lot of money that I invested in shopping that I didn't love. And so once I learned that and realized that I really shopping for me, has become more practical. So, you know, just not the thing that lights me up, right? Even like, oh, I get to go get a dress. It's just not the light. And I say that because I just set the intention, like this is going to be easy. It's going to be fun and it's going to be awesome. So I set that intention and I went shopping and I'm going to read, I'm actually going to mostly read what I wrote because it captures that, right? So, um, I set my intention that I would find my dress quickly and easily. I think I even said it was going to be the first one I picked out. 
Letting intuition lead the way, I parked in a different place than I normally do, which was right next to Nordstrom's entrance. Cool. Shopping mojo engaged. I walked in, found my way to the dresses, and within minutes, I had two headed back to the dressing room. The sales girls stopped me and added two more once I told them I was looking for a dress for my red carpet launch. There was pretty much no drama in the dressing room, which is becoming the norm. I did, in fact, end up buying the first dress I had picked up. It's just key to the story. While modeling it, one of the sales associates asked what shoes I was going to wear with it, to which I responded, I'm going to go downstairs and pick something out. As I went downstairs and around the corner, I turned toward the shoe department and my eyes saw purple and I immediately headed over. There was a cool pair of purple suede pumps and they would have matched. I'm adding this now. Um, but they seemed a little they seemed a little too funky, but I was going to try them on. Even their clearance price tag read $97, which is much more than I spend on shoes. So that's important. For me, $97, that was my going to be my stretch, right? I saw them and I'm like, oh, they're a little funky, but they're purple and they're suede and I think they would match. And so I'm going to try them on. <laughs> Even though $97 was out of my comfort zone in that, I, that was a stretch, right? Um, it's, which is usually more than I spend on shoes. Um, I've just never been into shoes. It's never really been my thing, um, which is interesting. And so I always like to make that point because I think when people hear about my Jimmy shoes, they often think like, oh, this is something you always wanted. This is not something I always wanted. This is probably like least thing I would ever have asked for was a pair of Jimmy shoes, which makes this story all the more powerful and interesting. So the guy with the magic microphone called out for someone to come get the shoe while I waited. While I was waiting, something inside took over and started pulling me toward the other side of the aisle. Before I knew it, I was in front of the most gorgeous pair of shoes I have ever seen. Then I looked down and I saw the name inside, Jimmy Choo. I might not be much of a shoe person, but I knew enough to prepare myself for the possible heart attack when I looked at the price. I tried to walk away, but I couldn't. And that was true. Like that moment was so, I looked, I saw Jimmy Choo and I was like, I, I'm not even going to look at the price. I'm not even going to indulge this idea that I might put these shoes on my feet, let alone walk out of the store with them, right? And I did try. I remember, like, as I'm reading this, I can remember walking, getting, like, four steps away and coming back and looking and, and then, like, trying to do it again and only getting, like, four steps away. Like, I can see the walkway you know, his tile versus the shoes were on a carpet and, you know, sort of walking the, you know, the lane and, and coming back and doing this more than once. Um, and I just couldn't walk away. Um, and I'm sure that the guy had come back with the purple shoes and I was long gone because I was far from that rack because I was, you know, in the Jimmy Choo section. And I did what I would tell you to do if you're stepping into a more abundant version of yourself which I am always doing. And that's still true today. That was true then. It's still true today. And it looks different today, right? Um, because of some of the experiences I had, but I'm always stepping into a more abundant life. And I decided that I had to try them on so that I would know what it feels like to have such an expensive shoe on my foot. 
I was practicing, right? I was okay. Like, I need to practice this. Like, maybe I don't, maybe when I put this shoe on my foot, I will decide I'm someone who wants this, or maybe I'll decide I'm somebody who I know doesn't. But I should give myself the experience of what it feels like to have such an expensive shoe on my foot. Um, I had the same feeling creep up that one of my workshop participants did the weekend before when I asked them to go out into the world as her future self. I had all these thoughts running through my head. I don't belong here. I don't deserve to put these shoes on because I'm not going to buy them. I'm sure this guy knows I'm not going to buy these shoes. Oh, he so knows I would never buy these. I should really just walk away. I don't want to waste his time. And those were the real thoughts that were going through my head. And I had done so much work. But even when we do the work, and I tell this to my clients a lot, as we grow, there's new levels of the work, right? So I had done the work and I could welcome money into my life. But this new version was like, you know, having these thoughts about stepping into this even bigger piece of myself and in who I was becoming. And I had all these thoughts, which I often tell my clients, like these things come up at every level and we get to choose. Like, am I going to buy into I don't belong here or I don't deserve to put these shoes on my feet because I'm not going to buy them? No, like we get to choose whether we're going to buy into that thought that pops up in our head or we're going to choose that we do belong there. And there's always a choice. It's because there's another level and another level and another level. And once we acclimate and we become and we feel like we deserve to be at a certain level, if we continue to grow and we continue to attract abundance and we continue to change the world and we continue to do all the things, have an amazing business, have an amazing house, do all the things that we want, there's always another level. And at first we always, because it's new, we can have that feeling of not belonging or or even not deserving. And I would say these things have shifted a little bit, um, but they're still like, do I deserve, like, do I get to have that? And, and when we choose that the answer is yes, that's when we move forward. And so asking the question or having the thoughts doesn't mean you're not doing the work. It doesn't mean you're not getting there. It means you are getting there and you're being given a choice to choose a new level and to say yes and to step in to a new version, a new level of abundance, a new everything. And then I made myself step into both shoes and walk around, not just one. <laughs> like I put both. I didn't just try one on and go like, oh, maybe this fits, maybe it doesn't. I made myself step into both shoes and walk around. They felt good. But I made up a reason why they weren't. I took them off and I tried to walk away again. But I came back because they were calling me. And at the same time that they were calling me, they still didn't feel like they were mine. The sales associate sensed my hesitation. Guess he actually did think there was a possibility I would buy them. And explained the store's generous return policy to me. Since I needed them on Monday and it was Saturday, I bought them. When I got home, I carefully, and I bought them like with the intention of, okay, I get to decide. 
right? I can take them now because there's no way I, I like I left, I was leaving early on Monday morning. I think I had to be at the airport. So, but it's, I would have to leave for the airport before the store was open and it was Saturday. And so I said, okay, I'm going to buy them. I can bring them back. I can return them. They will give me a full refund and fully intending like not keeping them, but taking them home anyway, because I couldn't let them go. And this is an important part of manifesting because we can just be in the moment, right? I'm going to take them home and knowing I can return them, giving myself full permission to not even change my mind, but just change my mind, do it differently. Um, I guess it is kind of change your mind, but there's something different about it because it's, I'm going to take them home and I'm going to give myself permission to say yes or to say no. And so in some ways it's permission to give myself more time, right? To feel into it longer, which is really a powerful thing when you're stepping into your future self, when you're stepping into anything. When I got home, I carefully brought them into the house and I left them in the box still feeling like they weren't me. A thousand thoughts about why it was going, uh, why it was wrong to own these beautiful shoes went through my mind. And when I read this today, I, I remember that. And yet there, there's two sides. I remember being that person and I'm like, man, that is so crazy based on what those shoes gave you and how you've stepped into them and the, the return on investment for them, how many pictures they're in and how many opportunities you've given clients to try them on and, and that added the pizzazz and the thing that they needed to, you know, the growth experience that we were having. You know, the thoughts that were going through my mind was I could give this money away. Um, you know, that this is what I used to pay for rent, which is true. Oh, I haven't said it. These shoes were $750, $750. I used to, so at this time it had only been a few years prior. So when I quit my job, which was a few years before this, this was 2016 and, and I left my job in 2013, the end of 2013. So just two years before that, um, I paid $800 a month for rent, $800 for rent. And I just bought a shoes that were, you know, with taxes, pretty much rent. And so that was the thought going through my mind. Like, this is what this compares to, right? And the other thought was like, seriously, I should invest this money into my business and on and on about why I shouldn't keep these shoes and about why, you know, I shouldn't spend the money on them. And again, this wasn't a situation where I had long dreamed about Jimmy Choo's or they weren't on any vision board. This was nowhere in my list of I want these. And yet they called to me and I couldn't turn away from them. But I still had all the thoughts, even though my intuition was like, get them, get them, get them. And as I was reading the story, it really reminded me of talking about this story a couple episodes ago where I manifested the $2,000 for the class. Like it was something I couldn't do. And so the difference is that class I could justify because, you know, it was about business and I, I, I could, it wasn't about me deserving that. It was about, oh, this is business, which is a reflection of really where I was in terms of my self-worth at that time. But like I can, you know, I could justify that 2000 pretty easily because I was going to make money. It was for my business. It wasn't directly for me, even though I was, it was, it was for my business, which I had, um, 
in that moment of that $2,000 investment hadn't integrated like I have now the self-worth of like my business being an extension of me and my business being my life and my business like just it being me right but it was at that point it was something that I was trying to build to become worthy right and so even though that 2000 I didn't have and, and it was intuition and it was all part of the same journey and it was it's the same thread of learning this is just the bigger version of it then I didn't have any of those things about do I deserve this because it was about my business my business deserved everything this was about a $750 pair of shoes for myself right putting something on my feet that was $750 and um you know, so all of these thoughts, you know, this is what I used to pay for rent. I should invest this into my business and so on. And why I shouldn't keep these shoes was going on. And then I carefully opened the box and unwrapped the tissue paper and took them out, took them out and to try them on again. I put them on and walked around the house. Somehow they felt a little more like me, but I put them back in the box. <laughs> I did. I wrapped them up put them all in the tissue paper. An hour later, I pulled them out and put them on again and walked around. And again, they felt a little more like me. This time when I took them off, I moved my favorite pair of shoes, that was my current favorite pair of shoes, over and I hung them on my crown molding shoe rack, which um, you know, is a piece of crown molding. I always put my high heels. You can Pinterest this, but um, you know, take a piece of crown molding and hang your shoes like art. So I had some high heels and they were cute, um, but they were never like my thing. I just would find a cute pair and, um, but you know, I put them on my crown molding shoe rack. They got like the coveted favorite shoe place and I wanted to see if they fit in my house. So I left them hanging in my room, sneaking in to take a peek every half hour. This is for real. I think it was just a chill night and, I was, you know, watching something and I'd get up and I'd just go look at them and then I'd go back to the living room. And each time I walked in and saw them, I realized that they do fit me. They do fit me. Actually, they are a symbol. They were in this moment, in the past, they are a symbol of my future self. They were a symbol of my future self. The one who is soon, who was soon going to be moving into the four seasons. Like they really did represent that. Um, and it wasn't that I needed those shoes to fit in to the four seasons. They, in that moment, what I realized is this is where I'm going. This is a huge symbol of where I'm moving towards, of who I'm becoming. And it didn't mean, um, because I think people get tripped up in this. It didn't mean like I was going to have a whole closet of Jimmy shoes. Like that's probably never going to happen. I mostly don't wear shoes. So <laughs> for me, the practical side of me that doesn't make sense, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how these are my Cinderella shoes anyway in a few minutes, but um, the longer they hung on my shoe rack on display, the more I realized that they were a symbol of the future I have been stepping into, right? I've been going into this place. And it wasn't just, it's a place where, you know, the Four Seasons is so awesome, but what it wasn't that I needed the shoes to fit in. It was that the people there could easily make the choice 
to spend $750 on shoes. And that's who I wanted to be, right? Is is an easy choice, not like, oh my gosh, but like if I wanted that, if I wanted anything that was $750, the choice was easy. And so hopefully that gives you a little more clarity. It was in no way that I felt like I needed these to fit in. They were just this symbol of where I was going. And they were a symbol that I never could have picked and I never could have saw coming because as I've mentioned several times, I never wanted Jimmy Choo's. That wasn't on my list. That was that was crazy to me, right? Um, and which is interesting. It's kind of like the Tiffany's ring that's on my finger. Like I could justify why I didn't want that and I wanted to invest the money somewhere else. And yet thinking about the story and telling the story, I'm thinking about the ring on my finger and thinking like, oh, yeah, that's who that's the next level that's who you're becoming and you get to wear that every day and um and so as I said the longer they hung on my shoe rack on display the more I realized they were a symbol of the future that I had been stepping into and quite literally like their shoes you can't get thank you universe you can't get better like there's no better symbol <laughs> in this story than this um and then it it was if they decided to keep me. Even though this whole time I felt like I was deciding, am I keeping them? There was a moment where it felt like they decided to keep me, to keep me. And suddenly I became the woman who owns Jimmy Choo's. Now, if you've ever watched Sex in the City, you know something, you know something about that. We're currently watching um Heart of Dixie, which is super fun. And and in the beginning, they haven't mentioned it in these later seasons, but sort of the whole first season was like this theme of, I'm a Miranda, but I want to be a Carrie. And so if you ever watch Sex in the City, like I assume all of those women had amazing shoe collections, but Carrie's was the best. And it was something about the energy of her, right? So it's about shoes and of course, it plays into her story and her learning and her money and all that. But there is just something about that. And suddenly I became this woman who owns Jimmy Choo's. Like I became different. Um, and not because the shoes make me different. But I just, there was something that shifted when I became the woman who owns Jimmy Choo's. So the, ooh, I think I'm actually going to save what happens next um, for the Four Seasons episode. Um, I'm going to save the return on investment because we're close to the half hour um, mark. But so stay tuned for next episode where I talk about moving into the Four Seasons and I will tell you the return on investment I got in those shoes. And and I will say, so, you know, when I invested that very intuitively way in the $2,000 course, I got, you know, I got a hundred percent return. You know, I got all the money back based on that intuitive investment. And as I stepped into my future self and this became about me, my investment was much more. Um, and so I'll talk about that and I'll share that in the four seasons episode. And I want to wrap up with just that these shoes, they, they are so they've become pivotal. I really probably could, um, get rid of every other pair. I don't own a lot of shoes compared to somebody who seems like they would own Jimmy Choo's probably as a lot. Like 
they're the one pair of heels I need other than I, I would keep a pair to, to do like outdoor, like if there was an outdoor wedding so that I wasn't putting my beautiful jimmies in the, you know, dirt and um, having them be aeration systems. But they are so me. First of all, they paid for yourself easily, um, which is what happens when we follow that intuition. And when we are, when we choose to make that step into our future selves, um, I mean, they're in so many photo shoots. I've gotten to share them. Everybody, um, you know, wants to see them when they come and I take them out. And again, even people who aren't in shoes because they have an energy, they have that story. And what I will tell you about my jimmies is that they are truly Cinderella shoes. Um, there, there came a time when I wanted to, I don't know, it was like when I hit a certain milestone in my business, I wanted to make an investment in me. And what I wanted was the tennis shoes that matched these shoes, like the tennis shoe version of these high heels so that I could wear them more often. And I went and I, I tried them on and they did not feel good and they did not fit and they were not for me. And I have tried on pairs of Jemmy since then, wanting to, you know, I think capture this moment again or, or step, I don't know, not really pushing and trying, but wanting to maybe expand that, right? Maybe to get one more pair. So that would be all I need. And like all I need in, in terms of all shoe occasions, right? I could just let go of everything else. And what I will tell you is they don't fit. They don't fit my foot and they only have one mold, right? Like they don't make different shoes. Like they have this, this is the, um, it's not a size eight cause they're European, but I think it's a 40 or a 42. Like that's what it is. And whenever I try them on, there's no other pair that fits. And that is something that is unexplainable because these ones fit and they feel good and I wore them. I will tell you about wearing them in the next episode all day long at the book launch, but they, um, they, sh they shouldn't fit me, right? Cause they, they are Cinderella. Like they fit my feet. They're the only pair I've ever found that I can purchase, which makes this story even more special and significant. And the keys that I definitely want you to take away are this stepping into. Um, but that comes after, you know, I allowed myself to be led. I didn't just automatically dismiss it. I didn't just go like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to this $97 pair. I was open, right? $97 was my stretch on shoes. And, um, and yet, you know, I allowed myself to be led and then I stepped in and I gave myself the time and space to step in. I didn't force it. Um, and really one of the things I want you to take away from this is that this understanding that it's not always about what you think it is, right? We, we do a lot of things and even in my coaching, you know, I'll say, pick this out or do this or look for this evidence or you know, pull in something that you think would be in your future self. And when we're open, often those aren't the, like all of those things are creating the energy. It was creating this amazing energy and this amazing vacuum. And what I got was this opportunity to step into my jimmies and the opportunity to have this story and the opportunity to see how they were a reflection of my future self. And by the way, 
gave me more than a 700% return. Told you that. I said I was going to wait, but we'll talk about it more in the next episode. But all of these things are important and happen along the journey. And they're not things that you check off. These are the things that when we've let go and we start allowing more, we can evolve. We can attract these experiences that help us step in, that take us to the next level. So I hope you have enjoyed hearing about my jimmies. They are, they are one of my favorite things because of the story, um, because of what they mean, because it was a huge journey to step into them. When I say I would go look at them, I would, I would take them out and try them on and put them back in the box. It's 100% the way it was because I didn't feel like they were, I deserved them or I should keep them. And I am so glad that I allowed myself the time and the space and the opportunity to step into them because they made a huge shift in my life and they opened up a lot of things. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I am looking forward to telling you about the four seasons next. Have a fabulous rest of your day and I'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com.